Coming up on Tech Thing, destroying hard drives. Your data is going to be gone forever. No, seriously, hammers, acid, and thermite. Do you trust your NAS? How do you get from Windows 10 back to Windows 7? And quite a bit more. It's all coming up on Tech Thing. Tech Thing is brought to you by viewers just like you. If you get something useful out of this episode of Tech Thing, please consider contributing to the show at patreon.com slash techthing. Patrons get access to our special patrons-only build videos like this month's Snow Pie Build. We're soldering people. Thank you so much. I'm Shannon Morse. And I'm Patrick Norton. And this is Tech Thing, where we make technology behave. Except when it beats us half-bloody and leaves us on the side of the road, weeping for our mothers. Or we beat the <laughs> tech and it... It's weeping on the side of the road for its mom. It's actually been a really, I'm knocking on wood as I say it, but it's been a good week for technology for us. Everything's running. We're trying new and exciting things. Shannon's doing the Hack 5 style switching I am. from the table. So if you hear a clicky clicky, that's me changing the cameras. Watch no. this. She's not playing video games, people. <laughs> She's doing work. Yes, I am. This happened to be video games buttons. We're drawing to the close of, of our first year of Tech Thing. We are. My That's goodness. crazy. It this is, is crazy. our 51st episode and... We've got one more. Yeah, we got one more for a whole year of Tech Thing. We haven't 52. taken any weeks off. Well, we've taken weeks off, but we pre-record shows <laughs> so that you get one every single week and it keeps everybody happy. We hope that you've been happy with the show. We hope. And if not, do us a favor, email us, askatechthing.com or you know, send us a message through Patreon or tweet at us. Yeah, Just, uh, all those. Th we check them all. We try. <laughs> We've given up sleep for you. Happy Christmas, everybody. <laughs> yeah. uh, this week, I am having tons of fun. This was actually something that I really wanted to do. <laughs> Destroying hard drives. So I've been wanting to do this since my birthday in November. So this week, we are showing you three different ways that we are destroying hard drives on tech thing. Well, yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with firing up D-band, Derek's boot and nuke and, and, and scrubbing the data off yeah. your drive. There's some really interesting tools in that vein. You could leave SSD. A lot of people think, hey, if your SSD is encrypted, yep. you're good to go, right? <laughs> Just ship that thing out. Right, of um, course. But sometimes you want to get a little more extreme when you're gifting a computer or getting rid of it or donating it or selling it or you just, you know what, don't want anybody to ever see what you were downloading last year. Yeah, very true. Uh, we actually got a lot of questions about what kind of hard drive destruction would work best. And to be honest, they all work really well. It's all about, so you open up a drive, yeah. right? And there's platters. Yep, there's and there's heads. Platters. There's little they orbs. They look like little CDs. Heads. They do look like little CDs. And, uh, and, and then they look less like CDs. But it's funny, all the data is essentially in, in, encoded in the very surface mm -hmm. of those platters. Yes. Which brings us. <laughs> to Scott Moulton. So um, Scott Moulton, one of my good friends, who is He's also a computer forensic and recovery specialist. He trains people in data recovery and foren forensics around the world. One of the most amazing DEF CON presentations I've ever seen. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and he also is part of a community over at myharddrivedied.com. Um, he's done training all over the country, yeah. all over Australia, tons of places. He basically told me that heads are extremely sensitive and anything that affects its ability to read will at minimum require replacement. Certain tables exist on the platters that are unique to this drive and if those tables are damaged or cannot be read, you will not be able to recover the data at all. Physical damage to a drive is very efficient. If it does any 
platter damage at all. A shattered platter could never be recovered because data is stored on zones laid out by a zone table. You would only have a fragment per a shattered shard. So basically what he's saying is, yeah, scratch it up, beat it with a hammer, destroy right. it with that. It doesn't matter. Well, Whatever you do is going to destroy the data. Don't beat the outside with a hammer. Right, right? but open it up and beat the disks. Yeah, get the disks out of the inside. Scratch them, beat them, melt them. Yes. Well, yeah, beat them with a hammer. <laughs> a little later on in the show, we're going to talk about hydrochloric acid. And we have super fun with a viewer that showed up. Uh, with a sack of thermite. Not only a viewer, but a patron as well. So I'm cool super stoked about the thermite because that was really cool. I love our <laughs> audience. So let's go ahead and start right. simple, Patrick. So if you have a Torx driver, you can open up the inside of a hard drive and what you're gonna see inside of there is the platters we were talking about before and the heads. And as you start digging inside, you can remove the individual platters. And at this point, you know, use it, tell your kids to use it as a hockey puck on a concrete driveway. <laughs> right. Beat it with a hammer, sandpaper it, um, savage the surface of it, put it in a vise, savage the surface of it with uh, oh a, a blowtorch. Like even a simple, you know, uh, inexpensive, you know, propane torch from the hardware store. Anything that disrupts the metal on the surface of that drive essentially renders it gone. You know, I mean, and, and, and like I said before, like don't just beat the outside of the drive enclosure. Right. If um, you have someone crazy pants who really hates you, uh, or you know, a three-letter agency, or you are working in a country where they have unlimited government res government government resources to sort of you know oppress the people. You know, if you just beat on the outside of the drive, if they can find the PCB that matches that drive enclosure mm -hmm. and a drive enclosure, then they can remove the intact platters out of your drive and put them into a new drive enclosure. Scott Bolton showed us, uh, uh, has a, just go to myharddrivedie.com. It's amazing. Um, but someone could conceivably recover that data. But if you damage the surface of those platters, making it clear, it doesn't drill through the platters. Just get out a power, oh, yeah. a cordless power drill and just drill through the platters six or seven <laughs> times. I mean, you know, if the NSA gets jiggy with a microscope, they may have lots of information from your drive, but you're not that kind of person that has the NSA looking. Well, I guess we're all the kind of people that have the NSA <laughs> looking at all of our stuff, but that's a whole nother conversation we'll save for the new year. And of course, make sure that you're wearing some kind of eye protection while you're doing any kind yeah. of beating it with a hammer or using sandpaper or anything like that because you don't get want to get the metal from the older right. drives or the glass from newer drives yeah. in your eyeballs. And you never know when you stumble across glass inside of a hard drive until yeah. it shatters and you go to the hospital. And it shatters. Safety like, goggles. Pretty, pretty crazy. <laughs> so next up, we're going to show you thermite as well as Hydrochloric acid? Acid. Burn, baby. But burn. first, we should ask Darren what's going on with Hack 5. Are you burning things at Hack 5, Darren? <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. I really should put the butane soldering iron down. Especially while hanging out with Kirby here. We're talking about drones on Hack 5 this week. That's right, building your own sub 250 gram quadcopters so you don't have to register them with the FAA. Find out more over at hak5.org. It's not every day that we're able to destroy all the hard drives, so when the chance is thrown at us, we might as well make the, some things turn into molten metal, because why not? So Ed Ivory has joined us today to destroy a hard drive with thermite and talk to us about how it works. Ed, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, and thank you, Shannon. Thank you too for being a patron. It's oh. super awesome to have you here. So welcome, thank our you. first patron in studio. <laughs> <laughs> so first off, I should ask you, 
why are we doing this to a hard drive? Well, <laughs> do you want to destroy your data? Yes. We, this will definitely do that. Ooh. We're taking and turning all the metal into liquid, at Ooh. least for a little bit. Right. And because we all know that format, formatting a drive it doesn't necessarily get rid of all the data. Really? Maybe not. Oh, no. Yeah, there might still st be some stuff on there. You never oh, know. Gosh, <laughs> I hope not. So we're, we're literally going to burn a hard drive to death and turn it into molten lava. Yeah, just like on Metroid. Just like on Metroid, yeah. yeah. So it's just like the volcano lava on Metroid. Exactly. Oh, this is great. I can't wait. So first off, uh, what is thermite? Thermite is technically a reaction between two metals. You have okay. an oxidized metal and an unoxidized metal. And oh. one of them, when the mixture is correct, the oxygen from oxygen molecules attached to the oxidized metal okay. decide to jump to the other metal. And in the process Ooh. of doing that, it creates a lot of heat. So it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds awesome. I can't wait to go outside and do this. Uh, can thermite be created with different chemicals, or does it have to be a specific couple? Um, there are specific sets, but there are lots of different sets. Okay. Um, there are websites out there, um, specifically rocketry enthusiasts, have oh, a yeah. lot of information on these kinds of things that because makes sense. they make their own rockets. Yeah, of so. course. So how are we making the one today? Today we'll be using iron oxide, okay. or rust, common rust, and... Oh, really? Yeah, huh. absolutely. Weird. Yeah, it's, it is strange, but Mother Nature provides us with some fun toys sometimes. Apparently. Okay, yes. so we got rust. Rust and <laughs> aluminum, or aluminum. Aluminium? Aluminium. Yes, I'm sure, I'm sure there are Patreons that are not in the United States and, and oh, of say course. it that way. So. <laughs> so using these two things today, we're going to be able to create this thermite reaction. Um, do we have to have specific amounts of each chemical, or can we just mix it up and well, go from there? Well, you could mix it up, but it's going to end up with either not burning or a dirty burn. Oh, um, and we want lots of black smoke. Right. Okay. We want to gotcha. avoid as much black smoke as we can because, yeah. you know, we don't want the neighbors to call the cops on us. Yeah, you know, I'm not a fan of being chased by smoke. Being honest. Myself. So. <laughs> so how much of each compound do we have to use? Uh, well, today we're going to use three parts iron oxide to one part aluminum by okay. weight. And by weight. weight is important because um, different molecules are different, basically different sizes. Oh, and so they compact yeah. differently. That's a good point. So if you measure a cup out and measure a cup out, they aren't going to equal the same weight unless they're okay. compacted exactly in the same Exactly the same. So what are the aluminum and the sulfur used for? So... Because um, you mixed those two before, right? Um, I mixed uh, the iron oxide and the aluminum. Ah, gotcha. Those okay. are mixed. And then we will add a little tiny puddle of, or puddle, a little pile of aluminum. And inside the middle of that pile, we're going to add um, just sulfur? a tiny bit of sulfur. And then when I touch that off with the torch, um, that is going to burn... Um, at just enough temperature to set off the thermitic reaction, or oh, thermite. Oh, gotcha. And so that's what gets it up to the right level of heat that exactly. we need to actually destroy a hard drive. Yeah. Destroy all the metal. That's exactly Ooh, it. And you mentioned that we are going to be using um, your big but like butane burner. Yeah, I look at it really hard, and it just bursts into flames. <laughs> but, um, no, what we're doing today uh, is a pre-ignition, and then um, that pre-ignition will light off the thermite. How do you keep it contained? Uh, today we're going to use concrete. There are other options. Um, people have used Could you it use a kiln? Yeah, people have used okay. kilns. Um, it's, it, it depends on how much you love your kiln because eventually <laughs> there are cracks in the fire brick and that can create problems. Of course, of course. Um, but 
you know, it's just easier to make a solid, solid piece of concrete, set another wall of concrete. Today it's a cinder block because okay. that has uh, thick enough walls. Now the heat of thermite will break down concrete. It oh, doesn't, really? it, it, a lot of it's going to be turned into powder when we're done. Whoa. Yeah, it's cool. pretty neat. It's pretty <laughs> neat. Um, but it's, it's entirely possible to contain thermite. You just have to have enough mass to absorb heat or take the heat away okay. to, to keep it from breaking down whatever you're using. And very important, how safe is this? Don't do this at home. <laughs> it's really not. You a heard good it idea. here, folks. Do not do this at home because remember, We're we are professionals. professionals. <laughs> Walls. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you do do this at home, which you should not, are there precautions that people should take? Um, the, yeah, there's a lot. Okay. Um, the biggest thing is watching your eyesight. Oh. A lot of people on YouTube. They light thermite off, and then you can watch them on the video look straight at the burning oh pile no. of whatever. Is it like looking into the sun? But more damaging. Really? Yes. Wow. It actually can be much more damaging because of the UV rays okay. that are emitted from a thermitic reaction. Um, if you have a large enough pile, they can actually be worse for you than the UV wow. rays coming from the sun because we have this wonderful thing called the atmosphere yeah. that protects <laughs> us from a lot of the UV that's coming from the sun. And you only have two eyeballs. You want to protect those eyeballs. It's very, very important. Yeah. What about uh, clothing? Cotton is okay. the best cheap way to do it. All Fire right. suit, so I if you this. have one, great, use My it. Polyester weirdo vest thing. It's not weird. It's I'm like trying to be fashionable, hipsters. man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, you call me a hipster? No, like, like hipster. Oh, not, not your... Shoot. <laughs> now, so looking in the flame, don't do that. Uh, so make sure you wear eye protection, of course. And Back away. Cotton. Okay, so stay far away from yep. it. Stay far away. I'll be lighting it today relatively close because I've done this a bunch of times mm -hmm. and I'm very familiar with how quickly the reaction kicks. Okay. Um, kick is the not so technical term for when we go from stage one to stage two or pre-ignition to ignition. Okay. Um, there's, there's a lot of different so stay far back because you might have something yeah. shoot out. Yes, okay. there may there may be little drops of molten metal flying. Ha! Cool. But they won't fly that far <laughs> because we don't have enough thermite and. Oh, okay. Well, it's um, probably a good thing. Things it will sputter, okay. and you are going to see flames shoot out of the top, and cool. it's going to be a lot of fun. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Awesome. And then lastly, uh, we should probably talk a little bit about legal implications. Mm, yeah. Well, so California is a lot more strict than some of the other states that I've used thermite in. Mm -hmm. um, you don't want to attach it to anything that moves or flies, basically. Oh, so no putting okay. it on your drone. Yeah. No putting it on your rockets. Don't put it in your car. Don't put it in your car. It. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. It, mix it where you're going to use it. That's just the, the rule of thumb, really. Okay. You have to do a lot to set it off. You really do. You yeah. got to you got to get that temperature up to 600 and uh, roughly 50 degrees Celsius, and that takes a lot. Um, that really takes a lot. So you're not going to set it off with a normal fire, which but, is nice. But there are legit uses for thermite. Oh, like absolutely. Yeah. Home use. Um, not necessarily legitimate for home use, but civilian use. Yes. Oh, okay. They civilian used to weld right. railroad tracks together with it. Um, really? So they would butt the railroad tracks up together, and yeah. then they would put a little pile of thermite on top of that and light it off. Um, and with a little bit of That's the iron cool. that it drops down into it, and they come back through with a grinder after the after the end result is all kind of cooled down. Yeah. And uh, they ended up with, you know, railroad tracks that stuck together instead of trains, you know, falling into rivers and things like that. One last question for you. Since yes. I know that this is going to turn into like a molten 
piece of hard drive. Once it hardens, are you just going to take it with you and like, I don't know, use it as a brick? Um, no, <laughs> I think you are. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's I a, it's a I memento <laughs> of your college days. Sweet. <laughs> fused directly with today. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ed, for coming on and for showing us exactly how this works. I am so excited. Let's go outside and destroy some things. Sounds great. Yes. So this will burn for about 30 seconds? Maybe. Probably less. Wow. So everybody asks, we're making jewelry.
did kind it. of cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was all him. I did not expect that at all, so that was interesting. Tom writes, askatechthing.com. One of the things that has always bothered me about NAS boxes is that it seems to me that you are putting all of your eggs in one, one basket. I'm not so concerned that a hard drive will fail since there's redundancy in the setup, but I am more concerned that the entire system will fail and that I might lose all four or five drives at once. Also, how can you back up a 10 terabyte larger NAS box? I'm sure it's not impossible, but it seems like it would be a lot of work with the advent of Google Drive and YouTube. I'm less concerned with most of my files since they're in the cloud. Keep up the great shows. Tom in St. Louis, Missouri. Oh my goodness. Okay. I would say that I agree. She agrees. I okay, I it's it's interesting. There are there are a lot of layers inside of this, right? Oh yeah. Um, first of all, we've said it before, we'll say it again, the three two one rule. Three copies, two different media, one off site. Absolutely. So that, you know, your critical stuff is not just in the NAS, but backed up in the cloud or oh, yeah. backed up to another NAS somewhere else. Or, you know, there's so many options out there. And I also want to mention too, there's a lot of offsite options that are available that will just back up automatically for you. So you don't even have to think about it. So anytime you change a file yeah. or you add a file to your NAS, it'll just automatically back up for you and you never have to think about it. It makes it super easy. And yes, it is possible to back up terabytes upon terabytes of data. There, for example, there was an unlimited option from mm -hmm. Spider Oak. Disclaimer, I know the- uh, You went to school with Yeah, like I, I went to school with the, the, the dude that created Spider Oak, but uh, they came out with a coupon code for like 150 per year, unlimited storage as much as you want. Um, I bought it because I was like, I'll probably need this in the future, especially with all the podcasting that I do. So yeah, you can definitely pack, back up onto a cloud service, right. tons and tons of data. So keep an offsite backup, right. for sure. And something to think about, you may think like, ah, my videos are up on YouTube. Your videos look like crap on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah, YouTube you does their own encoding, so they, they change yeah. it. And you're gonna be, you know, and you might be okay with that now, but a few years from now, you might be like, ah, oh, I shot yeah. that in 1080p, it looks good. Why does it look awful? Because it was recompiled, or as the case of, you know, in some of the later iterations of iTunes, um, as Apple got more and more obnoxious, and I don't, as far as I know, they haven't changed this, but they decided to reserve the right to change your audio with their files, you know, your audio stored locally with their files from their system, which is like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> so no, you no, do no, want to no. keep some kind of backup going yeah. for your NAS. So uh, keep that offsite backup going as well for all your important stuff, including you know podcasts or anything right. that you do. The chances of both failing at the same time, your NAS and your cloud backup, are so freaking minimal. Right. I mean, I have a NAS at home, but that's not going to keep my stuff safe if somebody you know comes right. into my house and steals my NAS box and my computer. Mm -hmm. So I also have that cloud backup solution too. And the other nightmare is that if you manage to somehow overwrite your online backup yep. um, because for whatever reason somebody changed the settings, somebody manipulated your machine, something went horribly wrong, you don't want to find out that your only copy was your cloud backup and your cloud Ooh. backup was wiped out by an overwrite, <laughs> right? So, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like it that's happens. Three copies. 
two different media, at yes. least one off-site. Um, you know, it's you are good to be skeptical. You are good to be concerned. It is outstanding that you have an off-site backup, but there are still reasons for NASA's. For example, uh, if I play a lot of videos or music, if I play it off of my local NAS, oh, it is yeah. not getting sucked through my cap and yeah. giving Comcast an excuse to raise my monthly rate because I'm one of those people that uses Such a lot a of video. Point. Such a good point. Such a good point. <laughs> Call me crazy. But the less you move it over the internet, or you know, if you know, there's nothing more frustrating than Saturday night being like, huh. Everybody's watching Netflix because <laughs> I'm watching it 480p on my 125 oh megabit man. per second download. <laughs> Shame I didn't have that on my local machine. Then I could watch it in 1080p. Hey, mm. I'm pretty excited. Why? Why are you so excited? <laughs> I'm always excited about something. It's the holidays. No. <laughs> okay, actually, we are starting the new year out right. We are going to be at the AT&T Developer Hackathon January 2 and 3. That's the day after New Yay. Year's Day, the weekend before CES, at the Palms Resort and Casino in Vegas. We're going to be hosting the event with uh, Larry Petrucci. You may know her as Callie. Uh, Yay. What happens? Well, we actually we we had last year's winner on a few weeks ago. We did, yeah. We got to talk to him about what it's like to be in a hackathon mm -hmm. and how you compete and what happens over that 24 hours. So teams Man. get a chance to compete <laughs> for a grand prize of right. 25,000 bucks, along with a couple of other prizes. There's a second prize and a third prize for 10 and five grand, respectively. Mm -hmm. But there's also a bunch of mini prizes as well, like my favorite, which is the women run team. Yeah. You get a prize for that one. So go ladies. Go ladies. Go ladies. <laughs> you get 24 hours to develop an app mm -hmm. from start to finish. And in case you didn't know, AT&T is sponsoring us at the event. So we are so excited. Yes. At least I am. I am stoked. I'm excited. Uh, well, like, so excited. Anytime you get to hang around with people getting their geek on for 24 yeah. solid hours, you're bound to see something amazing or at least something incredibly weird. And I gotta say, it's a really cool crucible to kind of get you and your crew together to make something neat. Yeah, and you can always um, create your own team when you get there too. So if you don't mm -hmm. have friends in the area that want to develop an app with you, you can always join a team when you get there. So super awesome, very mm -hmm. exciting. Uh, registration is still available for free with our coupon code, <laughs> which is GeeksLife, that's G-E-E-K-S-L-I-F-E, -E -E, and you can register over at geekslife.com slash A-T-T. I really hope to see you there. It's gonna be awesome. We'll be the ones with the coffee. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And energy drinks. Did we mention hydrochloric acid for destroying drive platters earlier? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the sloth of our day of data destruction. You pour acid into a glass container, you insert the drive platter, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait. <laughs> so it's kind of funny, right? Eventually I noticed uh, little bits of metal coming off of the disc we inserted. Uh, I use muriatic acid, aka 10 molar hydrochloric acid. It's the stuff that's available in your local hardware store, the big okay. box store. A lot of people use it for cleaning tiles and tubs and stuff. Um, but I can only keep so much baking soda around and neutralize uh, hydrochloric acid. Even if I buy the giant 13 and a half pound bags from Costco, which are awesome. Mm. Uh, acid accidents scare the snot out of me. Uh, it is one of the rare areas where something stupid has happened that I was not a witness for. But you know, it just you just don't want to spell. It wasn't me. 
Oh, like good. lots, lots of the horrible things I talk about. I was there. This I is was a story you can tell me later. This is a second person <laughs> story. Uh, you know, just just don't spill a lot of acid. That's all I'm saying. Happy okay. a friend of mine. It was a farm thing. In any case, so the next morning I look at the platter that we were destroying. Yeah. And it turns out uh, it was a glass platter. The acid was just removing the incredibly thin layer of metal off of the surface of the glass. Oh, that is cool. So we turned around and found a metallic platter to drop into our acid. And the reaction was much more dramatic. And yes, we kept all of this in a well-ventilated area. All outside. Yeah. <laughs> Wear goggles. Use gloves rated for acid. Do not oh, yeah. breathe in the fumes from the acid. It's a great way to end up in the hospital with permanent lung damage. Um, it's acid. Yeah. It's 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 acid. But the, but, the, but, but the bubbles, they're so they're so soothing. Just watch them from the side. So soothing. Not from above. <laughs> you know. Well, it's, it, it, hydrochloric acid is corrosive to the eye, skin, and mucous membranes. Acute oral exposure may cause corrosion of the mucous membranes, esophagus, and stomach with nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea reported in humans. And then it gets really ugly. So practice safe. Well, actually, you know what? Get, use the hammer. <laughs> Yeah, the hammer. It's Seriously? easier. <laughs> just, just use the hammer. Use the power drill. You don't. You, it, it, it is a really fun science experiment, though. Because you, you know, we're sitting there and we're like, hey, it's disappearing. <laughs> it was really our cool. very eyes. <laughs> slowly. Very slowly. But it's, it's weird, man. Acid. It's just loosening up those molecules. <laughs> By the way, those bubbles are hydrogen. hydrogen. Very important. Don't don't light don't no can don't use candles for lighting when you're vaporizing <laughs> your hard drive with acid. It'll boom. Exactly. <laughs> or at least sputter and just, just flame away from the hydrogen. Yeah, yeah. No smoking loud. Greg writes in. Hi Patrick and Shannon. Firstly, thank you for the show from a longtime Tagzilla and HD Nation fan. My Core 2 quad desktop is getting long in the tooth and owes me nothing, so I've bought myself a new Skylake base rig. I'm just waiting on the CPU to arrive, then I'm all set. Now, I do a lot of virtual machine work and audio muxing, and my current hard drive of Windows 10 is exactly how I want it. I'd like to avoid a rebuild if I can and drop it right into my new rig. Is this possible? Possible? Any tools to help? Keep up the show. It's invaluable for techies like me and many others. All the best from Greg in Northamptonshire, UK. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to give you an absolutely unconditional maybe. <laughs> That's yeah. really helpful, isn't it? Well, here, I mean, here's the funny, because Windows 10 is changing as it goes along. Um, I've swapped enough components, uh, a motherboard was enough that Windows 10, uh, first of all, failed to boot, uh, failed recovery, so I clicked on Troubleshoot in the boot options and went to the Refresh Your PC option. Refresh Your PC saves your files and your software. The modern apps that came from the Windows Store, I do not believe it will save all of the apps you have downloaded from different places on the interwebs. So I'm going to highly recommend you image your system and back up all your files, your app keys, etc. first. Um, hmm. So in my experience, uh, you know, I took the hard drive, basically put it in the new motherboard, Windows 10 panicked, the refresh sorted everything out, but I did have to reactivate Windows by calling a 1-800 number and reading them dozens of digits and then answering a question. How many machines is this installed on? So hint, you want to say one yeah. <laughs> when you're on the phone with them. Just and then, one. Yeah, and then the nice robot voice will give you a bunch of digits to type in your machine and you'll be reactivated. And then, of course, you're going to want to make sure that all of your drivers and apps are in there. And if your apps aren't in there, yeah. you're going to have to reinstall them all. 
And so also, yeah, you are getting a new CPU, so your findings may be a little bit different, mm -hmm. but there's tons of people online that are reporting in various forums with similar changes that you wouldn't have to reinstall it in your new machine. You'll probably still have to call, like Patrick right. said, but you know, take that with a grain of salt um, and back up. Back up your, your OS beforehand. Yeah. And yeah, like Patrick said, just all your files. Make sure you have that backup ready You're for everything that you care about first. Yeah, yeah, because it would the the worst case scenario is that you are the exception to the rule, far out on the bell curve, and everything explodes and ruins your data and eats your face, and it's you have to possible. start all over again. So, <laughs> back it up, back up your files, mm -hmm. and then give it a shot. I mean, worst case scenario, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Hmm. Migrating. Migrating PCs, always exciting. Martin emails, hello Shannon and Patrick. I just thought and I'm wondering if Microsoft allows for such backing out strategy, should one not like the new Windows? If I made a hard drive image of the current Windows 7 install before updating to Windows 10, then do the update and decide not to like it, would I be able to simply bring back good old Windows 7 by putting the image back on the hard drive? Technically, I don't see anything speaking against this unless Windows would talk back to the mothership and realize that my license now is burnt for Windows 7 since apparently I already upgraded to 10. Thank you for everything you do to keep us at least partially sane with all this tech. Regards, <laughs> Martin. So my findings say yes, you can download or downgrade back to Windows <laughs> 7 after upgrading to Windows 10. Um, luckily, there it's pretty easy. Yeah, but you can only reverse your installation in the first month after you've installed Windows 10. After that, you're gonna have to install your OS from scratch or install media uh, or, or, or use your image version to get it back onto yeah. the system. So well, luckily, um, HowToGeek has a step-by-step -step article on how to do just a fresh reinstall of 7 as well. Uh, they explain everything in step-by-step, -step, how to uninstall Windows 10 and downgrade to Windows 7, 8, uh, 7 or 8.1, and that's within the first month. And then if you have had it for more than just one month and you don't have that option to downgrade anymore, you can always just reinstall Windows 7 as well. So luckily, there are some choices. Yes. <laughs> now the licensing issue, again, is evolving. It's kind of funny because now it you is, should be able to evolving. use your Windows 7 license. Like, first of all, before you upgraded Windows 10, just, just just use Magical Jelly Bean Keybinder or something to get your Windows uh, <coughs> 10 registration information, yeah. registration information, key, get your product <laughs> key and just keep it someplace safe. All right. I hope you guys liked our hard drive special <laughs> for the holidays. It was fire. It was really fun. And molecular Explosions. disintegration. Water is bad. Water is bad. <laughs> Remember, once in a while, Put down the phone, step away from the screen, close the laptop, and do something analog like destroy things with thermite. Or spend the holidays with your family. Destroying things with thermite. While you're and spending hammers. time with your family. Nothing says family like beating old hard drives with <laughs> sticks. <laughs> Let's go outside, boys and girls. It's not snowing, so we whack, can't whack, see snowing. <laughs> Every year as a family, we gathered around the stump out front of the house with our hammers and beat the last year's hard drives to death with sticks. I love your hammer. <laughs> I'm Patrick Norton. I'm Shannon Morris. We'll see you next week on Tech Thing. Happy holidays! So somebody had an acid thing, huh? Yeah, actually it was not me. Can you tell me on camera? <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, they, they... You don't have to tell me who it was. It's, it's nobody you know. Okay. But they like spilled a large amount of acid, which is what acid does. Oh, no. and, uh, what they didn't realize um, was that they left it sitting there long enough that it started to get through the top layer of the floor where they were at. Oh, no. That's not good. <laughs> and then it just gets more cartoon-like and it goes through that's awesome. Yeah, not for them it wasn't. It makes an awesome story, but yeah, not awesome for them. They had to replace the floor. Oh, well, that stinks. Well, practice safe acid handling. <laughs> yeah. Do not take the clear hydrochloric acid and inhale. Do not light flame over the hydrochloric acid bubbles while it's dissolving metal. Do not put the hydrochloric acid on your skin. 